Welcome to Conversations with Claire. I'm your host, Claire Bays. I am a content creator, CrossFit L2 trainer, nutrition advisor, and sober alcoholic. I created this podcast to share inspiring stories of people and information I'm learning in hopes that sharing our experiences will inspire us all to grow, learn, and change. Oh, and I hope to make you laugh. (laughs) Welcome to Conversations with Claire. Hello, and welcome to my first ever YouTube, fuck me, my first ever podcast. Yeah. I don't know if I should be honored to be your first guest or like afraid that you chose me. Like this is a big deal. This is your first episode. This is a big deal. Yeah. But thanks for having me. You should feel honored. Thanks for choosing me. Seven plus billion people on the planet, but you chose Derek Whitea. (laughs) <laughs> what does that say about me? I don't know. Maybe we'll figure that out here. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, let me just preface this real quick with this being my first ever podcast. It was a journey to get here as far as the audio. And Derek did that, not me. I did. Yeah. I have to give credit where credit's due. Thank you. Well, that was, I do some technology stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy it. And so mm-hmm. I avoid it at all costs. But you, we did figure that out and like you can do anything on Google. It's just do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to expend the energy? <laughs> yeah. But I did do this. And so I get made fun of from all my friends at how stupid I am as far as technology. And yes, I do want people to know that I synced these microphones. and He did. It was a commitment. And I just appreciate you because I was not getting the job done in the moment. So anyway, that being said, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Happy to be here. <laughs> okay. So. Real quick for those listening, thank you for tuning in. And real quick, who is Derek Wida? And so I'm going to do an intro. Okay, good. For you. Okay, good. And then you can say whatever you want. Oh, you're going to tell me about me? Uh, I mean, I'm going to tell the world that's listening about you. Okay. And you're going to you're going to hear about it. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm starting with father. Okay. Because Derek is a father. I am. He has two sons. I do. Max and Jack. They are. Yep. And they are real cute. I have not met them, but they are cute according to Instagram. And he is a First Form sponsored athlete. We'll dive deeper into that, but he's been with First Form for what? How many years now? 22 minus um, 57. That was an interesting way to get there. You got to do math. You know, like, do you know the difference between 15 and 22? Like, yeah, so seven years. Okay. Yeah. He's been with First Form for seven years. He is an army veteran. I am. How many years were you in the service? Yeah, I got my time was cut short. It was about three years in when I got shot and I got uh, medically retired at five years. But that, the last two don't really count as like years of service. I wasn't really serving anyone. It was just sort of like doing surgeries and stuff, you know? So yeah. years of service, three. Time in the army, five. <laughs> gotcha. We're also going to dive deeper into that. But there's a reason why that occurred and it's because he was actually serving the country. Yeah. So there's that. Also, just quick note, thank you for your service. Oh, thanks. Man. Yeah, absolutely. And last but not least, his current biggest adventure that he's actively on is he is an adaptive athlete in the sport of CrossFit. That's right. I am that too. Yeah, You'll okay. be doing that. Yeah, I do do that. Yeah, <laughs> I do. That is your current identity for the most part, but well, you are is. a multifaceted human. And so there's more to you than that. Yeah. We'll go there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my backstory, I'm just going to tell you, you know, I think I started following along with your journey. I guess it would have been Instagram, like early days Instagram. 
it was certainly at least there. I don't know if it would have been on Facebook as well. Like it was so long ago that I honestly don't know how much time I was spending on Facebook, but that was something that you thrived in as well. So anyway, I want to say it was right whenever he came in with first form. Like I believe that I was introduced to you by first form in the athlete search that they did seven years ago. And I just remember your content being funny and just that like dark sense of humor. Yeah, it was different uh, back then for sure. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, that's a long time ago. You've been following me for 2015. In the seven years you followed me, have you ever unfollowed me for a while? But then no. like came back really? Because you know you do that sometimes with people. So, wow, you've just been like, wow. Committed. Wow. Yep. Thanks, yep. Claire. You're very welcome. <laughs> yeah. So that was my intro to Derek. So that's the funny thing about me coming into the space of content creation is that like, I'm new here. So like, nobody knows me. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I've actually followed along with your life for so very many years. So I know so much about you through that lens, which is not the same as knowing someone. But it is just kind of an, an interesting thing where I come in with all this context for who you are. And you're like, yes, yeah, so I just met you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that like is, my norm. It's an interesting thing. But that's fine. And the weird thing is sometimes like you meet someone at the grocery store or like at an event and you usually just small talk. And you're like, hi, how are you? But someone's like. Hey, somebody just met, you know, they're like, how is Chicago? And I'm like, what? Right. Oh yeah, that's right. Like I put my lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. It was good. Yeah. But this is weird. I, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like thanks for care. But yeah, no. Yeah. Well, and that's been your reality for so many years now. So, I mean, I just probably, I think I might chalk that up to being, so like within the CrossFit space, having worked with brands and done different things at larger events now and done a roadshow for a brand within the space and things like that, like I've uh, networked in that world. And so like at CrossFit events, it's more common or whenever I drop in at gyms, it's more common for people to like maybe recognize me, which is always like mm -hmm. such an honor. It's so cool. It's new to me. But I think that I had my first like in real life out in the wild experience where I was like coming out of a Jason's Deli in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. And this guy came out and was like, yeah. are you Claire? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was excited to meet you at Summer Smash. I was That's, like, there's the energy girl. Like, there she is. That is the next uh, on my notes because, guys, I got notes because we knew here. Maybe I'll always have notes. I'll notes probably, are good. Yeah, notes I'll probably good. always Keeps have you notes. organized because this shit can get derailed real fast, especially with a guest like me. So That's fine. <laughs> yeah. we, don't, we don't need to be on the rails all the time. You keep me on task. <laughs> <laughs> so then my next question was going to be, because that was my intro to you. So I've known of you for a long time. And then I was going to ask for you to tell the version of how we met instead of me telling the version of how we met. Because I always love to like flip it back and be like, all right, how do we meet? I saw you and came over to say hi to you. I was like, that's a person I want to meet. When I, you know, because summer, summer Smash is kind of an event. Well, I go. And sort of like hang out and stuff and there's so for context real no. quick for listeners just so you guys know summer, summer smash. smash is first forms annual just like big party yep and it's open like they sell tickets to the public and then just people yeah it's but it's a big old party it's a big event we've been doing that every year since 2015 but so like this year specifically i saw you across the way and i was like i want to meet this person and i didn't know can i swear on your podcast are we like i didn't swear know away. I, didn't, I didn't know shit about you but i seen you in my you know <laughs> in the Instagram explore tab a little bit kind yeah. of, you know, and I just sort of like, or you just, you have charisma. And so that it's like, you see, or whatever it is you are when you're scrolling through Instagram, mm -hmm. you make people stop. And I was like, I want to meet you. I don't know anything about you. I don't have anything to say. But I was like, hi, I'm Derek. I was like, you're cool. You seem really cool. So that was, I just like sought you out. And as, as it was me who came say it hi to you. 
And I think it was just like a couple minutes. I was like, have a good day. You know, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we actually just went down the rabbit hole of the CrossFit Games experience this year and the adaptive, you know, all that we'll get into. Thank you. I have to know. I truly appreciate that. The, you know, about this interaction, I would never guess or think I would be surprised to find out that you knew who I was. So I was like, oh, cool. But and then when I talk to people all the time, I always talk to people as if they know nothing about me, even right. though I do. But I don't just want to assume people. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know who I am? I'm Derek Wida. Like, and I have, <laughs> I have like a handful of followers on the internet, you know, like, uh, just how, do a you, few. how do you not know that I did this in 2017? You know, so I just like, so sometimes, but I'll, but I'll be talking to people, I'll be telling them things and they're just like, but sometimes they're like, I know. I'm like, well, I don't know, you know, I don't mm-hmm. just want to assume, you know, <laughs> you know, right, right, so right, right. Like, yeah. You want to like walk yeah. up in that with humility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also just like, I mean, you're still a real human in real yeah. life. And like, that was a cool experience for me because you, I guess, truly did not know that I had followed along for a long time yeah. and had no context and did just mm-hmm. simply say, and that's been such a like unique, fun experience about like the internet does this really strange thing for content creators where it introduces us before we actually meet one another. So like I already had context for you and then shockingly enough, you already had context for me. Mm -hmm. And so when we met, like it's just kind of, you know what I mean? Like it gave you the recognition that you felt through the internet that I had charisma, Mm -hmm. right? So then we had to like see like, is that real in real life, you know, or not? But like that's It's real. It's a lot. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, (laughs) it's good. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. So from there, thank you for telling that. I was like excited to kind of blindside you a little bit with that. Let's tell them what we've been up to in the past 24 hours real quick okay not like every little deal do whatever you want to do but like okay i guess maybe i should tell them that yeah so you're visiting me that's yeah. true <laughs> this be or true you're visiting the town hq and things like that what are yeah. you do, what are you doing here what am i why am i here yeah. <laughs> yeah so i also i'm not a sponsored anything with first form i'm a legionnaire right now but anyway i love the humans at first form and i've been consuming the supplements for like eight years and i've done 75 hard and followed along like i said i followed Derek because of it. So have been around for a long time, but from a distance because I wasn't really a person in the past that would have been attractive to the brand. My lifestyle just wasn't really conducive to that. So since I started in the past year to come into the fitness space to work, it made sense for me to reach back out to first form and start to be like, Hey, I'd like to have a relationship here. And so I've just been trying to do that. And so anyway, thanks to summer smash, I got to know a lot of people. And so I'm back visiting friends And while here, thanks to meeting Derek, I was like, hey, I'm going to be there. You want to hang out and maybe do some content stuff? So anyway, and just like genuinely, I think that you're a good dude and I like hanging out with good people. So anyway, that's a, we've been doing a day in the life. He has been very, very kind to me in just letting me tag along for an entire day in the life right now. He's getting back into training has had a little bit of downtime with training or just a little bit more like of as the season goes for a CrossFit athlete, there are times of the season where they're like all in and there are times where they're off the throttle, I guess. Anyway. Yeah. yeah so that's what we've been up to today is just a, an entire day of like, what does Derek do? So like I get up and I train the way that he trains and then I ate the things that he ate. And so that's what we've been doing today, which like, just thank you for letting me be along. No, for and, I, and I appreciate it. Cause like, I don't do these kinds of things much anymore. And so, and it's when I do, it's like, yeah, okay. You can capture what you want, but I'm going to live or this was easy because you're like one a day in the life. I'm like, perfect. I don't have to change a goddamn thing. <laughs> I don't, don't want to change the thing. When I get off of my routine, I was like, mm, you know, and that's yeah. what, you know? so I was like, yeah, no, it's been easy and fun. I've enjoyed the company. And then it's like, yeah, 
I think we've had this like planned for almost like a month or so, but like, it's one of those things where, you know, as it gets closer, it's like, oh crap, I made this like commitment <laughs> to a person. And, do I really want to do that? Yeah. And it's not, you know, <laughs> no, but it, it's been fun. It's been a good day. I've talked more in the last, but you're like, Hey, what have we been doing? I'm like, I don't know. Besides talking. And like, I'm a chatty motherfucker. And I was like, you know, and sometimes I'm like, why do I talk so much? But he is like, a chatty motherfucker. Are you tired of me talking yet? No, you're like, you're like, no, no, no. You're like, it's... dang. You're like, Derek, I've been like, my stomach's growling and I've had to pee for 20 <laughs> minutes. And I don't even know how you got to this part of that story because I asked you what your favorite color is and you're talking to me and about pizza. You're... Oh, and, it's great. Know, like... <laughs> it's great. Oh, my gosh. No, it's been fun being here. And your routine is very, I mean, it's just a shocker, guys. Like, he works hard. So there's that. And you do take what you do seriously. So. I guess from there, I'm going to ask some like backstory questions, but well, maybe we'll go there first. So I was going to ask you, what is your favorite? We're totally, by the way, guys, we're just going to pivot. So just heads up. So what's your favorite memory from whenever you were in the military? We'll get to today. Oh, Yeah. Like if we go way back and maybe we don't even have to start there. Maybe we just start with basically your journey to like where you are today as far as when you became an adult to now, like. What was your journey to get to here? I mean, so if we look at it, you started with military. You start, how old were you when you got into the army? Yeah, I joined the army when I was 17 years old and it was kind of a, uh, okay, so if we're going to start it, this is about 20 years. Of, okay. When I was in a uh, freshman, sophomore year in high school, I just, um, like my freshman year, I quit playing sports and I just started like playing the guitar and ditching school and smoking weed and drinking alcohol. And I was just like, I was just this, like, dude, kind of living. I didn't, I wasn't like a goal oriented person. I was just, I don't know. And I had a, like a high school sweetheart for like two years. Where were you living at this time? St. Paul, Minnesota. Born and raised up in Minnesota. Saint, born and raised in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah. If you um, hear someone say they're from Minnesota and you don't do that. It, it comes, yeah. <laughs> like, anyway. My accent really comes out thick when I'm like drinking beer around family or something like that. But yeah, that sometimes I, yeah. It actually, you hide it very well. You would not know that you're from Minnesota. It comes out a little bit. Well, I've lived outside of Minnesota in my adult life more, more than, than I try to. Yeah, I do love Minnesota. But I hit like when I, I don't know when I was 17, I like for one reason or another, I just had this like uh, there was a night where I was at a movie theater and I, you know, some shit happened and I stormed out of the movie theater and there was like some woods behind the movie theater and I was laying on the ground crying. And I called my mom on my little Nokia cell phone and I told my mom and I was just, I was crying. I was like, and I was screaming this, but I was like, my mom, I want to die. I was like, whatever, like the pain I'm feeling from just, I don't know if it was like the breakup or it's probably like the breakup, but also because I wasn't doing anything worthwhile. Like I wasn't proud of myself and I didn't deserve to be Mm -hmm. because I had quit everything. Like I quit like wrestling in high school because I think for the most part, like I just cracked under the pressure or I couldn't handle the pressure of competition and, you know, like the fear of not doing well enough or something like that and then Mm -hmm. just also kind of like out of laziness like wow this stuff is hard work and over here is drugs and alcohol and music and what is it like yeah the different types it's like what is it like apollonian and dionysian or something like that like the different things right you know so it's like i just went total dionysus did we just go biblical no i don't think i think that's some greek shit all right cool yeah clearly Um, i'm knowledgeable yeah but it means like like stoic and emotionally driven motherfucker and i was just like an emotionally driven person for two years anyways i I called my mom was like i want to die and she was like well let's not do that (laughs) so they took me to a psychologist and i don't remember much but the psychologist told me to start exercising so i did i started exercising it was fitness that led me to the army and i joined the army when i was 17 years old 
and I had to get my parents to sign off. And so I spent my senior year in high school in like the military's delayed entry program. And I still wasn't really going to school. I didn't want to be at school. By then, were you still partying pretty hard or were you pretty off that? Yep, I was off that. And instead of that, I was at the gym or I was running and I hired a personal trainer and I was training. I hired a personal trainer like back because I was like I was working because I would work at restaurants and stuff like that. So I had my own money. So even back then, I was like I hired a personal trainer. And which is different. 17 year olds don't do that. Yeah. But also now people today are like, I can't hire a trainer. I don't have money. It's like, no, nah, you can't hire a trainer because you don't fucking prioritize that in your life. Fair like enough. if a fucking 17 year old kid working at Red Lobster can afford, you know, like, hey, <laughs> but anyways, I told the trainers like I'm going to the but army. But were you eating the cheesy breads? I was bringing it home for family members most times. Like when you work at Red Lobster, I bet it's like Olive Garden too. People are like, you work where? Let me get some of those breadsticks. Bread sticks, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, <laughs> like I don't want any of those yeah, breadsticks. The, the, yeah. The, the cheddar biscuits. Yeah. The cheddar biscuits. No. So I was being healthy. But this was like back then, like before I didn't know how to be healthy. Yeah. And back then I didn't, I was naive to the fact that like food manufacturers lie to us. And so I thought a chicken breast at Wendy's was chicken, but like now we know it's not chicken like at all kind of, you know, mm-hmm. but back, so I would go like before, but Wendy's would have baked potatoes. And there was a Wendy's right by the Red Lobster I worked at. And so before I went to work, I would go to Wendy's and get a, like a grilled chicken sandwich and a plain baked potato. Uh-huh. And I would just eat the chicken breast and then eat the baked potato and then go in and do my work. Interesting. You know? I mean, yeah. that's just not normal 17 year old behavior. Yeah. Like, it's and, like, just the not. Few time, I know. And it was like, I became this like weird, like the few times I would have to go to a class because mm-hmm. I still had to like attend some classes, I guess, sometimes to graduate or whatever. Okay. When I learned, so in high school, it's just like college. So in your four years of high school, say there's 80 credits Yeah. if you went full time, but you only need like 52 to graduate. When I found that out, I was like, why are you all giving me such a hard time about missing so much? I don't need to do all that to graduate. I just need to do this. They're Let like, me tell but you, Derek, you should. I'm like, shut up. Like, no buts. This is like, you know. So anyways, yeah, I was living differently. And nine days after I graduated high school, I left for um, Fort Benning, Georgia. So okay. I joined the army and did the infantry thing for a while. And I really enjoyed that. Okay. And so you said there were three solid years there. Three years. Yeah. Okay. And then. Then I got shot. it is what it is and we say that we're making light of it because this is a funny dude that's not funny yeah it was almost like so june is a funny an interesting month to me because it was like i joined the army right i left for the army or i showed up i don't know i reported to fort benning on june 20th okay my birthday 2004 i got shot june 23rd 2007 and i was medically retired like june 13th 2009 so it's just june riddled now like i tread carefully through junes these days and actually you know it's funny i had a horrible june this year <laughs> yeah. oh, but i'm just yeah. like hey i was like what's wrong and i'm like oh it's june so dang like, yeah. dang okay that's me, not your me month and june's i don't know we have a complicated <laughs> history <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're turbulent yeah. oh man yeah okay so you did that for three years and then you got shot in the leg mm-hmm. yeah i got shot on a uh a nighttime house raid in Iraq there. We were in like outside the Sadr city area in 2007. And it was cool. It was fun. I, we went, um, this was my third combat deployment at this point, And I was like a E5 sergeant team leader. So that was kind of our job over there. Like during the day we would do patrols and at night we would do raids. And so this night we were doing a raid, nothing mm. different about nothing, but sometimes things happen. And when we were breaching the house, I was the point man. I was the first guy to go through the door. And while we were trying to make our way in the house, we heard the guys inside waking up and heard them rack their AKs and, and shit like that. And 
when the door swung open, I started taking a few steps inside and I just saw like the muzzle flash and it was pretty wild. Cause like I'd done a bunch of raids and was walking forward. And then all of a sudden I was looking up and I didn't know what happened. Cause I didn't feel, I was like, <laughs> this is different. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting. Cause like training kicks in. So I start crawling backwards and I'm touching as I'm doing it. I'm like touching my torso to check for blood and things like that to see if I'm shot you Interesting. Know, like, in somewhere. Yeah. So you know, it ended up, I, I took a bullet side to side through the knee and then one of my guys had also gotten hit and that was a kind of a little bit more scary than me at the time. Cause he had like cut his femoral artery, but it didn't like, sever you, you need retract. that one. Yeah. Yeah. That did, one's yeah. important. Uh huh. She pumps blood. So yeah. And I got lucky in the sense that it only makes sense to me that I got shot like a ricochet cause the dude shot at the door as it was opening. Okay. So it was like swinging open kind of, and it's like, he was right in front. It was like. He was 10 feet directly in front of me, you know? So I think I caught like a ricochet through the door because how do I get side to, shot side to side through the knee like this? When he's shooting so, straight at the, you. The door was like lit up because those motherfuckers are weak as shit. So the AKs, they just rise, you know? like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I caught a bullet through the knee, but I could have easily, just as easily caught a bullet like in the fucking head that day. So mm-hmm. um, kind of like a mix of lucky and unlucky because where I got shot was like, fucking catastrophic to my knee but but it wasn't catastrophic to my existence so (laughs) yeah yeah well so then from there you are now an amputee i am you were not immediately following that i wasn't you retained your leg for years well yeah so for four like they call it limb salvage and it's kind of like a complicated like i got a pretty shitty prognosis early on okay and they were trying to piece me back together but my prognosis wasn't something that would allow me to return to my job. And that was unacceptable to me. Like I stayed highly motivated and I was just like, well, when I got shot, I felt like a hot zing go through my calf. So I thought I was going to be Forrest Gump in my way, like getting ice cream and like maybe meet a fucking nurse or two for a few weeks and then get back to doing my job. But I took a fucking helicopter out of there and I woke up in Germany. I called my mom. I was like, Hey ma. And she was freaking out. Cause the army told my family, you know, she's like, where are you? I was like, I don't know. I'm in Germany. I'm in a bed. I don't know. Like, they're flying me back to the States. And she was surprised because the army told my parents that I had been hurt in some capacity, but that I was like back to work. And so she's like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. Cause I think I'm about to fall back asleep. I slept for, I don't know, a couple of days in, in yeah. transit, something like that. But yeah, anyways, the prog, like I just wanted to get back to my unit and, and that job and that life. And so what they told me was like best case scenario, I'd be able to walk unassisted someday. And that just means like I'd be able to walk without the use of a cane or something. I was like, (laughs) that's not good enough. Right. And at the time it was early on, but I seen some of these like guys walking around the facility and prosthetic legs and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, fucking give me one of those. Like, give me one of those and send me back. I was like, I still got things I want to do here. And I told them, I said, someday somebody's going to do it with one of these prosthetics. Like the things I want to do someday, somebody's going to do it with that. And I'm not saying I'll be that guy. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I have what it takes to be that guy, but I have what it takes to fucking try. So if you can give me that and just let me try to keep living the life I want to live and doing the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's all I was asking for. But for one reason or the other, and they didn't want to cut my leg off. So they medically retired me. And for two years, I didn't do well with that. I didn't handle that well. And I'm not like, I was young. I got shot when I was 21 years old. Yeah. And so by the time they started discharging me, I was like late. 22 23 Mm -hmm. and i didn't really have much reintegration and 
I was just kind of like in Minnesota. They gave me like 50K and I was like, that was a lot. That's a lot for anyone at any age ever, ever. Doesn't yeah, matter what, like, it, I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter what your upbringing was. It doesn't matter. That's a lot. And I never really like gave myself credit for, I'm not one of what these people who like, and I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, I am this way because of my trauma. I don't ever, that's a new word today. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody mm-hmm. wants to talk about their trauma and mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but I never, I don't stop and think about it, but I'm like, you know what? That's a lot for yes. a person to deal with at that time. So for a couple of years, I was, I basically was on a crash course to my own death and I sort of lived that way. I thought it was like, I kind of like, I was like, well, I'm just going to like fucking live fast because my plan is just to kill myself. So nothing fucking matters. And I'm going to spend all my money on alcohol and just fuck, I don't know. And like had a bunch of run-ins with the cops and the, so I was like in jail a few times and psychiatric wards and things like that and did a couple of treatment programs and this and that but i didn't want to be helped because i was just so i was just like did what i had to do to get released uh-huh. and then just go right back to yeah, um, what you were doing you know, yeah but eventually i turned that around in like late 2010 i um kind of had this moment where i'd kind of mellowed out a little bit okay but i wasn't doing anything so i was like in the middle you know, like I didn't want to like you weren't doing anything productively I like with I, I wasn't your life about, I wasn't, like yeah like I, I had like kind of like dropped out of school and I was just like staying in my apartment and I was actually like just like escaping into a video game and so that's awful but I wasn't fucking getting drunk and, and trying to kill myself all the time you know mm-hmm. or thinking about it all the time yeah so I was in this place where I was like I wasn't thinking about dying I still kind of wanted to a little bit I felt that but it was better it's like I didn't want to die but I wasn't living either and so I was like, pick one and commit, dude, because this middle of the road shit is that's the worst. And I didn't. And I, so I went into that question without, you know, I wasn't like, oh, please stay alive. I was like, nope, dude, you need to fucking answer this question for yourself. And whatever you feel is the right thing, fucking do it. And so and if the answer is kill yourself, then fucking kill yourself. And that's just where I was at. I don't give that. That's not advice I give or something like that. I'm just telling you what the fucking story was. So at this point, you're at 2010. <laughs> mm hmm. So you're discharged for how long at that length of time? About a year and a half. But they started the medical board process like six, seven months before I got discharged. As soon as I got the phone call that they were kicking me out, I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, fuck this. So that was what? So then that's two plus years, basically. A little over. Yeah, about that. Yeah, something like that. Of just this like Mm -hmm. limbo of life is not great. I don't know who I am. I I don't know what I'm doing just Just to complete. I mean, would you, I know some people don't love the term lost, but I mean, that sounds pretty just like lost, you know? Yeah. Well, so like a a person without a mission or a purpose is lost. And so I I had no mission, no purpose. And like you can, and so like on the one hand, I could have chose a new purpose or mission, but I was so attached to that. My mistake back then was like, and it's, you know, it's like, I've said this a lot of times, but it's just true. It's like, when my life as a soldier ended, I thought that meant that my life ended. Sure. Well, but, that was your identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But like, we're t- you know, people like follow your dreams, like go all in yeah. on plan A. And I, so I did that. And then I was like, oh shit, I don't have a plan B. Because, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, in yeah. the way that, I mean, I think it probably resonates with most people how like you go through life up to a certain point thinking like, my life's going to look like this. And then it does. Like reality just is that life is going to happen on life's terms. And so for you, yours happened to be being shot through the leg in Afghanistan and ultimately losing your leg, which mm-hmm. is not most people's journey. But nonetheless, the like emotions that you experience through that are things that people can relate to as far as like 
just getting this, like, I don't know who I am anymore. And so for some people, maybe it's, they have aspirations of being a professional athlete Yeah. or they want to be a doctor or they, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. They like have this thing that they're like, that's what I'm going to do. And then it doesn't happen. Right. And for you, it was due to injury severe. And so then you had to be like, yeah, it is. It okay. is. It is really like, you don't have to get, yeah. Whatever I experienced there, like you don't have to get shot to experience that but it, you know like it, right yeah, but that is, was but that was yours yeah. and i mean mm-hmm. yours is very real and yeah. so then from there like being like i mean it just it is it's so when you're in those moments and you're like i have no idea like it's yeah. really uncomfortable mm-hmm. but i think that most people like have to go through yeah. their version of experiences like that mm-hmm. to get to a place where they start to figure out like it's just like that's one of the things I know. Like, so it's like a lot of the employees up at HQ are like a little bit younger, like 23, 24, 25 or something. And then like I talk to them and they're telling me like the things that are stressing them out and they're really like fucked up. And the only thing I say is like, mm, keep going. That's the path. Right. That's the like one way or the other. And like some there's it like life is just difference of degree. Right. You know? like everybody, when you're in your younger 20s, which is mm-hmm. when this all occurred for you, like yeah. I can certainly it resonates with me as far as like you, at already that time. Have, you already have enough problems in your 20s. Like you don't have any money. Right. And like legit low key. That's your biggest stressor. Like all these kids are acting like this is their problem. That's their problems. Like, nah, you're just broke. And that fucking sucks. Okay. That is super fucking stressful. In its own right. This is, yeah. yeah. Well, but then like you don't have the resources, tools, habits, things like that at that time. Like yet. you don't have the awareness your to know where to even, go. Your, your brain's not even there yet. Yeah. And I didn't know that. And that's right. not an excuse to like be a fucking dirt bag. But you're like, if a 22 year old's like, I just have no self-control. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Because that part of your you're brain 22. isn't there yet. Right. But Yeah. yeah. Like so, you're just going to have to so, hang in and yeah. settle in and suffer. And that's, and that's <laughs> interesting because like the most soldiers who go fight wars, it's like that 18 to 24 range. Cause like you got to kind of like be missing that self-control mm. button a little bit to fucking sign up and do that stuff. Like not right. normal people don't really, or that's a funny thing. People are like support the troops, but they think the troops are like all these like well-dressed dudes who say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Thank you. And we're always saluting. Like we're like some nasty motherfuckers. You know, like the <laughs> truth is we're just like, but it takes us, it takes like a different kind of person. People are like, Oh my gosh. And so like, you're definitely Even built some, different. Yeah. Some, yeah. Some of my family, they'll be like, oh, you know, support the troops. Appreciate that. But then they hear me talk and I'm like, mm, I don't like that. I'm like, that's what we are. Yeah. Do you support the troops or not? Because and they're like, why do you have to be like that? I'm like, well, you didn't volunteer to go to the war. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what it takes. Like yeah, the good and bad. A certain dose of the crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's pivot from there. Okay. So then in 2010, I mean, at what point did you, should we, because that's like right around whenever you started to create content, you started to kind of like had a different direction or is that still too early? Oh, that's still I, I too, early. I no, start that's inter- too early. I started interneting things in 2015. I'll, I'll tell you. So it's like, I chose to live my life and okay. then it just like sort of happened at the same time. A guy that I was in that I had, you know, I had lost contact with most people, but a guy that I'd served with had put a, uh, a Facebook post out inviting people to join them on a team to do a tough mutter. And like obstacle course races were new back in the day. And like, so this was like the tough mutter year. There was maybe like 5,000 people at the event and now they have, tens of thousands and things like that but i saw it and i was just like i reached out i was like hey can i do this with you and he was like yeah absolutely and i'm very i'm making this really really short like right this, this there was, was a, a big lot deal more for to me this. and he's been a really big deal in my life you know i said yeah and then we got to talking and reconnecting a little bit and he was like what's been going on with you and i told him he was like oh shit i'm like yeah that's kind of a big deal for me and so and at but this that, point but you... that gave me that purpose and mission and it's fucking stupid it's, it's a tough mutter you don't get anything for doing it you just but it gave me something yeah. it gave me a reason to like fitness kind of like changed my life or helped me turn my life around that first time right and then now it was doing it again for me because like i had this 
I had this goal. So my challenge was I had this like bum ass leg. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I could run because my leg didn't bend. And so, so you still had both your legs at this time. Yeah. I still yep. had two human legs, but the one was just jacked up and it didn't really work well. And it hurt like a motherfucker. So I was scared to even like train to run because a uh, tough mutter for anybody who doesn't know, it's like a, a 12 mile obstacle course race. Yeah. It's not for the faint of heart. Yeah. And this one was up in the mountains of Colorado. So it was a challenging endeavor and I wanted to, I didn't want to like show up and just like suck because it was a team thing. So I was like, I got to train for this, but I couldn't run because that would just be way too painful. So like I ran a mile just to see if I, if my leg, I just had to learn how to run with this leg and I had to create like this little whip motion, whatever, a little bit. And then other from that, I did all my training like in the gym on cardio machines. Like there's a specific octane like stride runner elliptical it's mm-hmm. not like you're, it, it's like a really nice elliptical the stride is much more natural than the other ones yep. so i was like putting my time in on there and lifting weights and swimming and stuff like that just like improving my fitness mm. and that gave me something to work towards yeah and that's all it takes and it's like a stupid goal it doesn't even have to matter yeah just which i mean goal. just to be clear be, doing a tough mutter is not a stupid goal ever for anyone you know anyone who decides even those still exist today and like that's a big goal and for anyone to run one of those is like an accomplishment and so like now at this point your standard for yourself is extremely high but like anything, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I that ain't nothing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. Shouldn't, like, that was a big yeah. deal for you then. And it's yeah. a big deal for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess yeah, so. and that's okay. I just it's mean just like, you've... I just mean like there was no external, there was no reward. There's not a prize. Right. There's not a recognition. There's not nothing. A thing. It's just, but it's like all a, internal. It's like a, yeah. So I guess uh-huh. that's what I mean. in like, st- like it could seem like it doesn't matter. It's like, why are you dedicating your life to this? Like thing you're going to go that's not participate gonna in yeah you know and like nobody cares but it's like uh, you know just like i care you know you needed to do it for you yeah so i trained for that and i was feeling good when i went and accomplished that had a great time but then shortly thereafter like i mean i just crushed my leg Mm -hmm. and it hurt so bad i was back to walking on a cane and it was my friend who put out the invite his name's sean ensley he asked me and he was like why don't you just have that thing cut off and I was like, sore subject, my guy. You know, I was I like, keep... I asked him to do that. And he, oh my gosh, it was so funny. I actually saw a Facebook memory the other day from about this time, back when we used to write on each other's walls, uh-huh. when we would like, you remember that? Uh-huh. You know? Oh yeah. And he wrote me a message and I'm jumping ahead, but he wrote me a message. He's like, hey, I'm sorry that I haven't really like gotten some of this stuff done, but I was busy on a work trip and I'm going to start following up on it. And I just want to let you know, sorry, it's taking so long, but we're going to get this thing going for you. And what he was talking about was I told him that the VA and the military wouldn't cut my leg off. And so we were going to try to get it cut off ourselves to like find like a nonprofit and a doctor and things like that. Maybe even like out of the country or like whatever. But, you know, Sean, he's one of those people that's like such a nice person. He's Mm -hmm. got a lot of fucking friends and a Mm -hmm. lot of connections. And he was just kind of like he he heard me tell my story and he was like, Man, I got some friends in the nonprofit sector and in the medical sector. I wonder if we can't look into getting this cut off for you. And so we were seriously pursuing options for cutting my leg off ourselves. And we both agree that we're so glad we didn't do that because that would have financially strapped me for life. <laughs> yeah, know? right. Yeah, like that, we didn't know. That but we didn't know. Be... We didn't care. Well, and your so... quality of life had gotten so poor. You were yeah. willing to go to any mm-hmm. length. Like, yeah. yeah. And, you know, sort of how you just like dive into things. It's like, mm-hmm. didn't matter. It's like, I want this. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. 
And then so since he was like, we're going to find since, out since he cared so much. Yeah. Since he cared so much and was like doing all these things. I was like, the only thing I can really do is at least go back to the VA and ask him again. And that, so I made an appointment and I met with the doctor and I told him like this too. And I was like, Hey man, this is going to happen. Do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? And he was like, we'll do it. And I was surprised. And so that was November of 2011. I had that meeting with the doctor and I had my leg cut off December 6, 2011. I call it my leg anniversary. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I have two anniversaries every year. June 23rd is when I got shot. I call that shots giving. Yep. I know that I one. Have, and then I have my leg anniversary. So I don't really care about my birthday or any other things any and stuff. Either. But as far as, as my, yep, shots giving and leg anniversary. So yeah, that was, that was good. Got my leg cut off. But then it was like, maybe hit me like the night before. I was like, hey about to cut your leg off right it's crazy because i mean i'm sitting here having this conversation with you right now and i'm like thinking about it and there's no way for me to actually at least not at this time that i feel put myself in that situation like i really don't know you know what i mean like it's like willingly making that choice and like i didn't know shit about being empty i didn't even know that like phantom pain was a thing or something like that or yeah and which you know it's and i didn't know anything about it right but i just knew that my current situation wasn't they i had my human leg and it was way more convenient. It's really hard to like wake up and you got to put your body on. And it gives you extra things to think about. Like, and that's not like, this isn't me whining or like, no. oh, you should be grateful for what you have. But you get to wake up and you just stand up and you fucking. Absolutely. Don't... I've spent one day with you today. And I will say like watching, and I think it's been a really good experience for me to just continue to like observe and be present with you through all of the things that like just throughout a day are a normal day for you. And like there are obstacles and you're not whining about it, but I can say that like you have to work a lot harder for things than I do. And that I just take for granted with two legs that are completely functional and all my limbs are, are I'm grateful for that. Right. But you do because you have them all the time. You don't think about it. Yeah. And it's not your place to be like, that's okay. Right. Right. No, but I I think it's, I think it's like, it's been a cool experience for me because I know you're an adaptive athlete from a distance. But then to actually see that in motion and just continue to see all of the work that goes into like, it's just, I already had a lot of respect for it. I think that most people who know all you those on quick the internet, stump dries, you know, like, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the stump dries, those have been like, but you see, you're making humor out of it, which is fantastic. But at the end of the day, it's three, you know, you have to, it is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. But it just, I think it's been for me personally, really, really cool. I appreciate the like opening seeing through this lens of like not only I'm aware of the fact that I follow you on Instagram and I see that like you have this thing that you like like it's an obstacle in life and you don't complain about it so it's not that you like but either way I can understand that that has to be more challenging than my reality in that way physically right and I don't even think about it like sometimes I don't even give myself that like why are you such a like why are you so I was like skiing like two weeks ago and my amputee side butt gets pretty sore or something like that. Uh-huh. And I was getting mad at myself for being so weak. I was mm. like, dude, why are you so weak? And I, yeah. and then I, but then I was like, hey, Derek, you're in a leg that's, first off, you're in a fake leg. And it's too big right now. It's kind of jamming up your hip. That's tough, dude. Yeah. That's why you're having a hard time right now. Because that's really fucking hard. Yeah. And guess what? You're doing it like every day, dude. But I never think about that. I'm right. not sitting here like, I'm always like, I need to like, you know, here's my goal. I have to become better to accomplish that goal. So that's how I, and I don't, but it, yeah. so yeah, I didn't know anything about being an amputee or all the, and you see my life and like it, there's a lot to think about and consider. And because sometimes people will be like, Hey, let's go do this thing. And I'm like, Oh fuck, that's three hours outside and it's June 
and we're going to be walking around. And like, what's the problem? Like, I'm going to be sweating in my fucking leg, dude. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to consider if it's worth it to me to go through that. Right. Okay. And then they're like, well, why don't you just come on crutches? I'm like, you want to walk on sticks, motherfucker? Like, well, why don't you just use your wheelchair? And like, you ever fucking try to get through a wheelchair in grass? Right, right, (laughs) right. It's just things to think about. And my only point is I didn't know anything about it, but we cut my leg off and I, and I was, I was, I was saying back then, I was like, if I could just get my fucking leg cut off, I can go be me again. And I didn't know. And so actually like competing in, in CrossFit, but at this, like trying to make this run at Madison at the CrossFit games, that's an, it like, I care, but I don't like, it's a medium for me to express why whatever this i didn't know i was going to do this but this is why i cut my leg off that's the only reason because i wanted to do this kind of shit and i didn't know it was like crossfit specifically but this life the training the fuck the physical and mental challenging goals things like that so when crossfit announced the adaptive divisions at the games last year i was like awesome finally something real right because there's like adaptive competitions here and there yeah but it's not like it's the crossfit games like it's the crossfit it's, it's the crossfit games it's like okay cool and so now i like put my which put, is a very big deal yeah and i put everything i have in it and i was like dude why are you doing this it's like oh because that's what you cut your fucking leg off to do it's like oh okay good enough for me let's go yeah <laughs> yeah like, you know that's just because and that's just because i wouldn't like i wanted this kind of life i could have kept my leg and like i like to fucking i could have done other things like had like a chill ass job where i didn't really need to be like physically like but that's just not me. Right. And that's what the doctors didn't know when they were telling me when they were when I asked them to cut my leg off. And they're like, no, you're going to want this. I'm like, no, you want it. I don't. Right. I'm, well, because I'm, most people you know, like a more sedentary, yeah. just a different quality yeah. of life. You and know, like, like they're like, yeah. oh, you're making this decision because you're fucked up. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I like, can confirm. Yeah. He's yeah. a little crazy. But, and you can fix my leg. Can't fix the fucked up. So go ahead and fix the leg. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> All right, so you had, so you get rid of that. So then let's, I think from there, then let's go into like, well, I guess just you as an adaptive athlete or I mean, just because. Do you want to hear how I got into CrossFit? Yeah. Okay. So I, I actually like started hearing of CrossFit back in like 2005, 2006, because like. I was That's at, like way. Yeah. Back. But I was at Fort Bragg. And so like, it kind of like, like in the special forces community, it was kind of like doing a thing. And yeah, I remember back then it was like just on like YouTube videos or I, there was a news story one time where they're like three people died this summer doing CrossFit because, you know, they, I don't know, or, you know, whatever. But anyways, I had heard of it and it was always kind of weird to me. Well, at that point, there's like main site and that's it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the, like if it was, there was so, even, yeah. Right. So, like, I don't even know if it existed at that time. Yeah. And then I've always been like big in the fitness world, but I kind of like grew up on, I started like, I loved like bodybuilding type training, but sure. also endurance sports. But then in the army, I was, I was doing like functional fitness in an unstructured way. Like sure. I did like, it didn't know, have a name. Yeah. Like circuits and different movements and mixing running and lifting. And so anyway, I wasn't like, I didn't go out of my way to be a CrossFit hater, but if it came up, I was like, Ugh. Like through from like 2010 to 2015, but uh-huh. you know you see the people, sure, you know, and he was like, eh. yeah. But I when was, it got a, it got a lot of flack, you know, yeah, whatever. and like it's interesting because yeah. and now I see it, and it's like bodybuilding is judged as a, as a sport by its best athletes, and sports. So the interesting thing about CrossFit in the fitness world, it's the only fucking sport or kind or path of fitness uh-huh. that's judged by its quote unquote like worst people or just every family has one and when your family is like fucking millions of people throughout that world you're gonna get a couple thousand of them yeah but like the training like the whole thing is sort of 
you know, in some circles judged based solely on those people. And I was, end up, and it has come a long way and it's really cool. But anyways. Yeah. So you were introduced to it and you were not I a fan. I started CrossFit, I didn't even want to do CrossFit. I was working out at a gym that had a bunch of different, um, it was just a big warehouse gym. It was kind of like First Form HQ. You could like bro lift or do power lifting. They had like an American Ninja Warrior area there. Oh, wow. But there was always, uh, there was also a CrossFit box inside i never really went over there or like wanted to meet those people whatever but my training partner at the time just a friend and we trained together all the time we bebopped around different gyms he wanted to hook up with a girl that was fucking doing crossfit at the time we worked out every day and he was like hey do you want to go to fucking crossfit tomorrow i was like no why he's like I'm trying to fucking i'm trying to hook up with this girl over there i'm like Man, no like dude like no <laughs> but i was like i was like okay i was a good friend and so i went wow. i went and did crossfit with this guy for wanted, your buddy because he wanted to hook up with this girl what a and team I, player and i got in there and the coach was like this he had done five years in the marines and it was kind of fun to like joke around with him and i was i don't know something clicked i liked it yeah i think the first wad i did was it was something about like it was like jump rope shoulder to overhead and sit-ups and as an amputee i hadn't jumped rope yet and as an amputee i haven't pressed overhead standing so i didn't know how to do that so i just took my leg off and sat on my butt and pressed. Yeah. And I didn't ask for guidance or nothing like that. And yeah. so like this coach must have been looking at me like, what is this? And I'm just like. Well, he's probably scrambling trying to figure out what to do I'm with you. I'm Derek. And like this is like yeah. that look on your face. That's what I am. And I liked it. And so I kind of stuck around. But I didn't do. I didn't want to do class. So this coach I was like, hey, can I hire you to work with me one on one? Can you teach me this shit? And he was like, yeah. So I hired him. And I was working with him like four or five days a week for like one focus like hour. Like doing one-on-ones in person? Yeah. Okay. Because I learned the shit. And, right. and that was fun because I was an amputee. Like, that was, was a unique amputee. experience for him. Yeah, probably. Well, Absolutely. So, so this was 2014-ish. Okay. He's still my coach today. Yeah. So we've had a long, we've been together a long time and it's funny, like those old days. Another um, thing that I, fun fact that I have absolutely learned about Derek today is that his loyalty to humans runs deep. It does. Very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a really cool, unique thing. You know, I mean, a lot of people on, anyway, yeah, it's just, it's cool to see. I was I'm like, is that to your detriment sometimes? Not speaking specifically it about is, this, but just know, in general. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it is also cool because, I mean, those but relationships you believe, matter. You yeah. want to believe, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Caring about humans is cool. Yeah. So I was working with him and I didn't really have like a goal or a thing or something like that. I was enjoying like doing this new thing. Yeah. And you that, just that, have new like challenges. The, 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 the CrossFit, the fitness in a hundred words, that matches what I've always felt was my definition of fitness. Cause like in the army, it wasn't about being strong or fast or endurance or yeah. agility or lethality. It was everything. And so like the definition of fitness that I heard from an army colonel was like, he doesn't care how fast you can run up a hill mm-hmm. and he doesn't care what your one rep max bench press is. Mm-hmm. He only cares about can you PR your time up the hill, PR your bench press, and then still have enough in you to go engage the enemy. Right. That, that's cross. That's, yeah, that's general preparedness. Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, that GPP stuff came out of nowhere recently. People just started saying it to me like I knew what the <laughs> fuck it was. But it always changes. It's like, hey, you, you know, use those like acronyms hit. like you wouldn't believe, though. GPP? No, no, no. Just oh, acronyms in general. Yeah. You but, and your RPE. But, yeah. Well, which right, I mean, I know but, that one. But, like, but, you know, like like things in fitness. It's like like every two years we have to come up with a different something way to new. say something because yep. like too many people tried but quit for different reasons. And so they don't want to try that again. So we just rename it. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like no, nah, this isn't CrossFit or functional fitness. This isn't HIT training. No, this is GPP. 
I'm like, ooh, what's that? Yeah, yeah. The well, same shit oh, you wait, try oh, and wait. fucking quit. Here we go, here yeah. we go. Here's the new one. And don't yeah. get me wrong, this has actually been a thing scientifically for a long time, but like now it's like the new hip phrase in CrossFit is like zone two training. Yeah. Which I will say, I think has a very real, I'm a huge fan of zone two training, but it's yeah. funny because think about it, even one year ago, did anybody tell you they were zone two training? Yeah. Well, like the cardio equipment back in the day had the fucking monitors and you can, so like I've always known about different zones, but yeah. I don't like technology. And that's one thing I hate about like elite level CrossFit, but like I have always been, I don't do heart rate monitor and I'm not mm-hmm. like, I used a whoop for a while. It's cool. And this is me, but like yeah. for me, I feel like a reliance on, on like when you make everything about the numbers and the data and all this and that you're missing out on grit training okay and like that's all you need you can do anything with fucking grit okay and so people are like oh what's your like what zone are you in i'm like i'm in the motherfucking one i need to be in okay you know like like i'll be like you know like i have such a healthy respect for it i feel like i'm like i'm with you in some regards and i'm also because i really think that the data does help me because sometimes i'm reckless it's fun and sometimes and so like, i need you, some you feedback feed, to tell yeah. me to calm down yeah and clearly it works it progresses like sure. athleticism and stuff but like yeah. but, but for me personally or if i'm in my phone yeah not in my body but then recently i bought a uh concept two bike erg and my coach started programming workouts for that for me uh, and he was like i love Zone that machine two. and i'm like okay so i'm looking at the so i'm like i gotta put my whoop back on so i whooped it up again for a little bit and i was <laughs> killing myself so i'm but i'm riding this yeah no yeah but i'm, but I'm, I'm riding this bike with one leg and i got a prosthetic leg to ride a bike but it's still like, even though I have a prosthesis, it's like, how much am I getting out of it? It ain't 50-50. So I'm fucking... The musculature <laughs> in that leg is I'm significant. I'm killing myself trying to get my shit to zone two according yeah. to my whoop. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm at a fucking nine RPE. and But I'm like trying to get to this zone two. And the point of the fucking bike was to do like easy recovery I was going to say, yeah, it should be chill. And I'm just like getting fucking wrecked. Yeah. And it's like the end of the day and I'm already like done with training. I'm like, this is, you know, it's like zone two. Oh, get into zone two. And I'm like, okay, so I'm in zone two. And I had, a, I, I like had a freak. I took my whoop off and threw it across the room. I'm like, yeah. I don't do this. This isn't fucking me. Yeah. Okay. Give me an RPE. Well, there you, you know? go. That's a, yeah. that, I mean, that's another thing that yet again is just a different, you have yeah. to look at life through a right. different lens. But it's, yeah, but it's the, like the old army thing. It's like, you got to learn how to fucking use a compass and a map. Like, yeah, you have your technology, but yeah. what do you do when that technology fails? Right. And if everybody's fucking relying on their fucking. Sure. And, sure. And people are like, what's your heart rate? I'm like, I don't know, dude, put your fucking fingers on your neck. Count. Yeah. Multiply by six or something like that. You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Count for 10 seconds, then multiply by six. That's fine. Just save you fucking $400. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think it has its place as, as far as like doing percentage work and things like that. Like, I, yeah. I like that stuff. But also, like, I am a big person on, on the RPE thing, which is rate of perceived exertion for those of you who do not yeah. know what that stands for, which is, I feel in most of my workouts, my wads, my Metcons, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm a huge RPE girl. And just an example within the last week alone was like I did a, a three round workout, right? And it was a hard work pays off programming. Mm-hmm. And anyway, in it, you got 90 seconds of rest in between the rounds and the rounds were the same work, right? And so my round times were 440, 440, 441. That's good. And like that was entirely rate of perceived exertion. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't looking at any sort of data Does or he, anything like it, that. Like I love the whole business. I love Matt, but I haven't really like looked at the hard work pays off training at all because I have my own training program and coach and stuff. But I like, does he give you guidance for that? Does he say, hey, here's the wad today and this is the coach's intent? 
Because, like, you can't just go kill yourself every day. No, and you, you know, like, yeah, you, know? you shouldn't. And that's, some, yeah. that's something that's hard to learn. And not just like, my experience in life is as a male. Okay. So, like, mm-hmm. as a male, it's like, you fucking, you go. And especially, like, put out, at, like, add that, like, the army saying, fucking go harder. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you're in something that, like, CrossFit, that brings out the competitive nature in you, it's right. like, go even fucking harder. Yeah, that's and not a male-specific like thing. 100% all day. Yeah. And, like, the best thing you can do is learn how to fucking go 70%, mm-hmm. and that's the best thing you can do that day. He definitely has, like, daily videos where okay, he talks cool. about, yeah. yeah, all, like, you know, what the intent of, yeah, so he does do that in there, but then also it does calculate percentages and things like that for your splits on like the rower or whatever, like the paces it wants you to stay at or your back squat for the day, whatever. Like it it calculates all that based on your maxes. It does all that for you. But anyway, I mean, that is definitely, I will say, I think that most people who come into uh, CrossFit space, and I don't even know that this is CrossFit specific. This is high intensity interval training across the board. I think newer people to that style of training, when you come in, typically think more is better harder is better. And then eventually in your athletic career, you get to a place where you start to understand that I need to have a healthy respect for today. I'm training. So I like to say like one or two days a week, I'll get a little reckless. And then like the other days, like I'm moving for the sake of the movement. And like, I mean, so I think we just mature in our relationship with our fitness. (laughs) For people who aren't as like, they're not as knowledgeable yeah. as us about this. Like they come in and make that mistake. And like the, like the number one complaint about like a new client or new person you're trying to help yep. is like, they're like, I'm motivated. I got my plan. And then day three and they're like, Dead. I'm so fucking sore. Right. So right. Like, how do you deal with soreness? And like the best way to deal with soreness is you don't get sore. Yeah. Because you don't work out beyond your fucking level. Right. You know, your physical level, you know? Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, whatever the newcomer, I always tell newer like you're members be a of the bit gym sore, or anything but people like that. do be like wrecking their shit. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like when yeah. you're new, you're going to get sore. Like that's yeah. just the reality of it. You're mm-hmm. doing things you weren't doing before. But yeah. I'll always, I mean, that's like a huge thing that I was certainly taught in the courses that I've taken for coaching that like the new person whatever their threshold is, you need to back way off of that, you know? And then if you just get them, you know, you got to use them in and and they don't know how to do that. And you as the coach need to, you're like, why are you going so hard? They're like, I don't know. Cause I'm scared. <laughs> what are Cause you I'm literally of? scared of you. This current state of my life. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just here. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. So let's see, let's pivot here. I was going to ask you, okay, I'll ask you a very random. Yeah, we'll take yeah, a quick little pivot. detour that's like completely yeah. off. Mm-hmm. And this is a personal selfish question. Okay, and it's good. not even, well, it's about you, but it's about somebody else. So my favorite athlete with first form has been mm-hmm. Jenna Fail since the beginning. And that makes sense because she was a fucking scene queen too. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> he's referring to my edgy yeah. like, upbringing. <laughs> she had the hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So my question in regards to her is because you guys are friends mm-hmm. and have known one another for a very long time now, mm-hmm. is what's your favorite memory about Jenna? What's your favorite thing about her? As someone who is actually her friend, We, I got to ask. It was actually... It's internet videos she's made in the past, but sometimes like unintentional, like, no, she was a part of videos that were made and she didn't know. But like when Jenna, like the videos of like Marissa or Chris scaring Jenna, like the way she gets scared. Yeah. That's my favorite shit. So I've known Jenna a long time, but her and I, when we get together, it's always like athlete weekends and stuff like that. And there's 50 people there and everybody have their, as has their fucking circles. And I don't run in the female circle. Yeah. I'm, I'm with the deuce. And so I haven't had too many moments with jenna but there was one specific event for some reason we kind of like we were finally like hey 
who are you? Yeah. And it was probably like we probably knew each other for like three, four years, but never bothered to be like, who are you? And it was just, you know, it's not like we sat down and talked for a long time, I think, but we're like went out to find an Uber and we walked on the street to the hotel or to get an Uber or something. And we had a conversation with each other and that was nice. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's like never doubted that. Or it's just nice to connect with people on a different level, you know, and yeah. whatever that is. And honestly, like, it's probably annoying to her because every time I see her, I'm like, where's Chris? Because like, yeah. I, like, like, I like Chris. And I didn't, I got more in common with someone like Chris than I do Jenna, you know, right. be like, hey, Jenna, how's the stuff? You know? Right. Like, yeah, well, I like, figured how, that you guys have stuff? Yeah, maybe but. like a little bit of a bond just in the reality that like you guys have been along for the journey that is because I mean, when you guys came into First Form, it was small and mm-hmm. it's not small. And so you guys have that bond with one another. And so anyway, you don't really have to speak to that at all. But just simply, you know, I just imagine that your relationship is probably a little bit different because there are new people who come in constantly. Yeah, and you guys like, like the OG. Crew. Yeah, you were that is very true. Yeah. yeah no, and there, that's yeah. not something you share with many people. Yeah. That's not to say that we're not like we're like we don't really like when new people come in, we're like, hey, what's up? Who are you? Yeah. This is us. Yeah. And like sometimes you get some people that like come in a little bit too hot and they don't last long. So it's like and some people come and go. Because they like get on board, but they, for whatever reason, or like, so yeah, we're like, it's nice to, Jenna's an OG, I'm an OG. There's just plenty of like Big Ty, Coonahan. There's some OG, yeah, and we do have that. Yeah. We do, yeah. That's good though. We I mean, know. that's healthy. Yeah. Like you should, like y'all, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, and then to pull the first one thing out yeah. of it and just in general, you've been personas on the internet for a long time. And so that's something and that you have days, to bond over. To stay with one know? company, like one sponsor for so long, yeah. fucking unheard of. Not like you see the ins and outs of athletes and like especially like one day the fucking crossfit athletes wearing this motherfucking shirt but then the next day this motherfucker's paying new money and then who's knows what like and it's like just like you said i'm like loyal to people but i'm like brand loyal yeah that's kind of ocd but also kind of like i think there's things i just got written amazon recently and this my opposition to amazon yeah. was like not going to the store and it's not that i would talk to cashiers but I would get to interact with them. A I love bit. talking to the cashier. Or, but it's like, if I have to go to the same gas station, I go yeah. to the same gas station and they know me and I know them. And I was like, I could, if like I would pass a gas station I don't go to, to go out of my way to the gas station I do go to. And I've been like questioned on that before. And they're like, why do you do this? Like, this makes no sense. Why are you doing this? And at the time I was like, I don't have an answer. And so I was like thinking about that. I was like, the connection. So it's like there's plenty of good products out there and stuff. Like First yeah. Form makes a great product. Is it the best product? I don't know. Right. But it's up there, it's right? Good. But that's not why I'm – but it's the connection. And yep. so when you like brand loyalty, when you like it, – it's like a level of connection. And so, yeah, but loyalty's hard to – but most people aren't – I don't know. It's like loyalty is not common in the fucking social media business person sphere or like the influencer type thing, whatever. And that sucks because that's only come about like the last three, four years or something like that where it's just, yeah. And that's just kind of like made. And what sucks about it is like it makes people not trust the trustworthy people and they're flooded with so many fucking like bullshit business or like, oh, here, I fucking use this product. It's like, no, you fucking don't. No, you fucking don't. Right. And as well, soon as another company where... starts paying you, you're going to be using that fucking product too. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You got I... no loyalty. You don't know. Yeah. So I think those are flashes in the pan though. You yeah. know, I think that those are real and those are things to be aware of, but that's what I did do one podcast uh, a few months ago with, and 
you will get a kick out of this. The name of it, the name of the podcast. He was like, is it okay if I call it this? And I was like, that's fair, whatever. And the friend, the guy that I did it with, wonderful mm-hmm. human. Anyway, the accidental influencer is what he called me. Oh, yeah. So he had questions about how I've been navigating whatever's been yeah. going on with me, right? Because it truly was not originally intentional. And I do at this point, I am intentional with it, but that wasn't the beginning, right? Uh, I'd never had a desire to have a following or yeah. anything like that, right? Me either. <laughs> I've yeah. just been doing it longer. Right. Like, <laughs> like yeah. that's why we like the term content creator yeah, so funny. much. But like with just, that. So I like that because I'm going to be like, they're like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm an AI. <laughs> Come on. You know, like, what's that? Like, oh, accidental influencer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. AI. Anything other than. Thanks for that. Yeah. 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 And that, whatever. Everybody mm-hmm. can feel how they feel about that. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But he was asking questions just in regards to like navigation of relationships and things like that. And, you know, it was like. As much as I don't want to knock other people for how they go about it because maybe they need that money, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe that's really their thing. But for me, I have right, this yeah. beautiful fortune at this time of like having come in and like known early that like if it didn't align heavily, if it wasn't already a part of my daily routine or anything like that, then like the quickest way to get everybody run right out that door is just picking up bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like it has to be real and true for me. Yeah. And I mean, people sniff out that stuff on the mm-hmm. internet so quick. And so mind you, they'll, they'll get their flash, they'll get their moment, whatever. But if mm-hmm. it's not real, I don't believe it will last. And yeah. so anyway, we'll just, you know, but and I'm not going to say like, and you've built a real long-term personal brand that's the, because know, I'm not going to like talk shit like of your I, humanity. Yeah. You know, or I'm just, it's only that I've been on the internet for a while. Yeah. And your and authenticity. I've, I and need I've to know. I've seen note. some people come in hot, and then they're gone. And then someone else comes in hot and then they're gone. And I've just been like sort of slow creeping over the, like just I'm still here, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, I just, well, you, because yeah. you've been a real human. Yeah. And so I guess this is probably a great time to pivot to it. And this is something we were, we, so we've been hanging out, right? So we've had an opportunity to talk some stuff. We're going to rehash stuff we've already but I really, I liked your perspective because one of the things that I was certainly going to touch on here in this podcast format was just that one of the things that I think makes you have the personal brand that you have and have the audience and the following and whatever that you do have on the internet has so much to do with your ability to communicate your common humanity and your willingness to be vulnerable in that space and just be real, right? So like, it is what it is. Like I am who I am. And right now I'm crushing it. And then you know what? Right now I'm not doing so great. And just your willingness to continue to be a real human. And I think that that's what resonates so heavily with your following is they appreciate that from you. And then so we were talking about that, right? And you were just talking about people relating to struggle because people really relate to struggle. But how one of your goals with everything is to hopefully let's talk about the way out let's talk about the the, so do you want to kind of elaborate on that or listening to you i was thinking you know it's not yes i have seen like over the years i've shared a lot about i don't know like this word is so fucking overused but i don't know a different word for it yet but like the struggle whether it's like physical or mental or something like that but like there's so many of them are just like universal and so common but people don't talk about them or something like that and it's not like especially like more so recently, I don't want to talk about that stuff anymore. Like for me, I don't want to. That's not what I want to do. That's not what I spend my time doing. But if I talk about certain things, like recently I was like, hey, I'm just here to tell you guys, like it caught me off guard, but I just like the last month and a half, like had this like bout with bulimia. 
it's weird to say that word. And it's weird to like, cause like a month and a half ago, I was fucking just on top of my shit. Yeah. And, and for context I'm, for you guys, he was just coming, he was just finishing out semis. And so he was like peak performance yeah. taught the the most fit you've ever been the most, you know, your regimen was just, uh, yeah. Anyway. And like just mentally good too. Like, meditation, yeah. like I was, everything was good. And then all of a sudden he said like, meditation. Yeah. meditation. Yeah. I used to only just say masturbation. This but man be out here like, meditating. You know, yeah. But now my, my M's are changing, you know, <laughs> I'll be out here meditating. Maturity. Like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I was like, but here I am, like yep. 70 bucks of fucking bullshit at the grocery store, yeah. fucking ashamed, yeah. hiding as I grab it and trying to sneak out, hoping nobody sees me. And then I saw somebody who did know me and usually I would say hi to somebody, but I acted like I didn't know him. And then I come home and like, to my surprise, start fucking making myself throw it up all after. And I was like, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. What the fuck is going on? Try to turn my shit around the next day. And once you eat the sugar, like now you're caught in that fucking that brain loop where mm-hmm. it like it sees sugar like sugar wants more sugar and you're not just fighting your psychology you're fighting your biology and it's like it's like you know that you the, like you're in a fight now and i talked about that about a week ago and it, there was a lot of people came out of the woodwork and said me too and thanks for saying what i don't say or making me feel like i'm not as fucking or whatever positive like whatever effect it had that's why i said it i didn't want to fucking i don't want to talk about that shit but it doesn't do anybody 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 but i my strength is coming back Mm -hmm. you know it's like like that if i'm good at one thing in life it's like i just don't fucking die or quit that's all i'm good at like i just keep fucking trying and sometimes i'm doing good and sometimes i'm not doing good and when i'm not doing good it's like okay this isn't my forever because i don't accept this I accept it now, but I don't accept it forever. I don't accept or like I don't expect to for things to be different tomorrow. But I know if I don't accept it in a month, yeah, could well be different. If I start chipping away a little bit here and there, like mm-hmm. eventually I'll get my groove back. And now I know enough. Like now I've had enough experience with the ups and downs. Where when I'm down, it's like okay, well I mean like this isn't forever. Like this is gross and awful, but it's not the end. And I'll be like, hey dude, if you can like cut your leg off and spend three months in a bed. Or, you know, tear your bicep or get shot or like other things throughout life. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it just keep going. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, but I really did make this decision. I was like, hey, if you just like tackle this in silence and privacy, which I do enjoy doing, yeah. it doesn't fucking help anybody. Like, it's good for me, mm-hmm. but it doesn't help anybody else. And maybe that's a waste. Or, and it's like, and I don't owe anybody anything. It's not right. like, I don't, I don't fucking owe anybody shit, but I enjoy. And it's not, I don't want to post. I don't need sympathy. Well, yeah, advice, that's specifically support, what you said. Like there was even like, a, you like, didn't want it. It wasn't, yeah. that wasn't the purpose of it. And I will say that I've had men in the past week that knew that I was coming here and was going to be hanging out with you that specifically commented and have just wanted me to communicate a thank you to you. And so I, I guess it is tough because as someone who cares about people, you see something like that and you want to be present, right? But then pity, yeah. it gets this weird thing when somebody feels sorry for you, yeah, and that's, that so doesn't that's what, feel that's, good. That's, yeah, so I, that's what's... And that's not I'm what okay. you... That wasn't the purpose. That you wasn't know? the intent. You didn't want right. that. I'm sorry for but, you. So I, you know? I do... I am not afraid to fucking talk about being human. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to say I'm broke. I'm not afraid to be like, oh, I like, I, you know, I got, I didn't pay my taxes for three years and it wasn't because I was like evading. It just like became one of those things where it's such a big problem. You don't know how to touch it mm-hmm. and it just compounds over time. Like I've handled that. I'm square, but like things, I'm not afraid to say like, I suck and I screwed that up. 
but sometimes you suck and you screw things up. So why? But so like I say these things, I'll be like, how you doing? I'm like fucking depressed as shit. And then, or like I said that thing and it's like, and I haven't really talked much about much for a while, but I came out and I said that to try to be helpful. And then, but then I had to deal with like, and it's, they, it's nice. They care. But everybody's like, Hey, they talk to you different. They're like, Hey, are you okay? Hey, what's going on? It was just that. I was like, no, 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 no. The only thing fucking different here is that I fucking talked about it. This is me. Right. Well, yeah, because (laughs) you've chosen to use the platform that you have to Mm -hmm. show the fact that every human, including because there are so many people who just look up to you and that's and they look up to you for good reason. You've given them a good reason to do that. But then to say like. I ain't got it together all the time. And I think that that's like the growth isn't linear thing that I've been kind of on a real kick with because it's been a personal experience for me as well of like over the past year and a half, I've done so much work to put together all of these like habits and things like that, like your meditation and things like that, that help my quality of life, help me navigate better, help help me have more balance. And then you just, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, everything's good. I'm thriving. And the next thing you know, you're not doing all the things that those daily practices that Mm -hmm. lend to you feeling more peaceful and feeling more. And I feel like I wonder, because with the bulimia thing, so it's binge eating and then it's bulimia, right? It's this cycle. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I'm certainly no psychologist or anything like that. But I wonder like when you feel so out of control in any area of life, you start to grasp for control. And you'll do it in really strange ways. And so I almost wonder somehow, like I said, I don't have any clinical understanding of it. But like if it's this like, but I can control that via the, I don't know. It's just something that's interesting to think about. It's like, but all all that stuff is like, it's not one thing. It's a lot of things. It's it's like an eating disorder or something like that. It's an emotional disorder. And it's like, well, what's got you beat up? It's like, well, a lot. And it's like, and I don't know if it's even so important. Like, I don't know if the diagnosis is is like, hey, get a good, like, Yes, spend time thinking about why you do this. But also if this is like, for me, it's like this just seems to be like in my life when I'm like under a lot of stress, I seem to fall into this trap. Because like when I was in basic fucking training, my bunkmate went AWOL. Or first off, like when I started working out at home, like when it's 6, 17, 18, like I'd, you know, learning how to eat, I'd eat real clean. But then like, that's what I knew. Fucking, I grew up on junk food and sugar and little Debbie's and candy right. and pop. I grew up on that shit. Right. Like, Most food, people nobody- did. Yeah, so in the US um, and and so that just it's and then so in basic training my bunkmate went AWOL and like once in a while or like we'd get on Sundays we'd get to go to the PX or something like that. And I'd fucking buy like just a bunch of fucking junk food, mm-hmm. power bars and shit, and I would hide it in his locker. And I would hide other people's stuff in that locker and I would sell stuff out of that locker. Like I've been a shysty motherfucker my whole <laughs> life, you know? And then but but I was like binge eating fucking food in basic training yeah. like in the army and yeah. then in airborne school. But I was still a PT stud. Like, well, that's another still like exercising. I'm still like fucking running five minute miles and doing everything. But it's just like I don't know. It's like that was. It's always been a thing. And that was then, like uh, psychology, biology again. That yeah. you were like, dealing with know. both. Yeah. So all of that. This is the current, most recent thing. Yeah. And there's been different things through your lifetime, mm-hmm. as there is for anyone, right? Yeah. But like what you were saying that I thought was really cool last night. And if you can, I'm gonna paraphrase it and potentially butcher it. And if you remember and want to mm-hmm. say it. Yeah. In the eloquent way that you did last yeah. night, feel free, you <laughs> yeah, know, okay. like, I don't know. But was that you were saying, while you share these struggles because you want people to be able to relate to the ability yeah. to like get out of it. You know, what you would yeah. like to showcase is that like you can be resilient and you can come up. So yeah. what was like, if you want to touch on that, it's it, sort of like, I like the way you put it. Yeah. And I think about it like this isn't me just complaining. This is how humans are, right? Mm-hmm. This is why the media 
does what it does. People like just seem to be like attracted to the negative and the pessimistic and like optimism doesn't seem, but anyways, it's like I share these things and I get, I do get frustrated, but not in a mean way. It's just, I, I don't want people to relate to my problems. Like, the reality I, I, is that I, they I, relate to I, your problems. I, I, I share my problems so that they can relate. My point, my fucking, the reason I'm there is to relate to my solutions. Yes. Like it's not just, I just, but it's like it, some people and maybe me sometimes too, like it can be comforting to feel like you're not, and some people get addicted to it and they find it here and here and here and here and here and they never get to the solution. Like the point isn't to say like, Hey, it's okay to be that. Right. Like that's step one. And that's true. It's like, Hey, it's okay. And so like my conclusion, this recent bout of bulimia was the first time I realized like, Oh, nothing's wrong with me. This is me. You know, like mm-hmm. this, this has been my whole life. At this point, we can just say it's as much me as, you know, like, fucking, yeah, you this know. is the current <laughs> yeah. thing, but it's yeah. been something else right. before just, and it will be something yeah. different later. And yeah. So yeah. it's like, I'm like, it's like, it's me. Okay. Yeah. It's me. Like, that's all right. But the point isn't to like, yeah, you know, it's just, you say these things and people are just like, there's a lot of engagement on stuff like that. And then you come in the next day or so and you offer up a solution. It's just not quite as popular. It's like, okay, well, fucking when I told you about my problem, 10,000 motherfuckers came out here and said, hey, me too. Well, and, hey, and here's, I was like, here's okay, the well, reason. I'm here today. Okay. The solution is hard. Whatever yeah. the solution is for whatever it is, the reason why it gets less traction, I think, is mm-hmm. simply because if you really look at whatever the the issue is, for people who know my story, of course, a big, big part of that is alcoholism, right? Like I am an alcoholic in recovery. And so the solution to being an alcoholic in recovery is a bunch of hard work. Yeah. Well, but also, so yes, but absolutely. But that first sense of relatability gives them a feeling of like comfort and accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Or it gives them something like a little bit of a release. And they're like, yeah. okay. I'm not alone. Yeah. So yeah, you know, and like that becomes, and then... So that's like comforting. They like that. And so they just sort of keep seeking that. It's like, ah, yeah, but no, you're right. Like the, but like it, it is effort, but like the effort is, yeah, I, I don't know why exactly. I just, but I just want to be like, Hey, don't just fucking come in here and talk to me when I am speaking on your behalf about the thing that you're fucking struggling with. If you're, and I'm not saying I have all the fucking answers, but like, if you're listening to me talk, like I'm here to fucking it's like, yes, the only thing I can teach you is what I know. Here's my fucking, here's this like wall that I hit sometimes. And this is how I get my way out. And mm-hmm. I guess to be nice, like a lot of people do fucking listen. I just wish more listened and followed through with the solution. Because sure. I don't just want to, it's like, it's not about, I don't, it's like, I'm don't just relate to my problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do something. Like, oh, Derek White, he's relatable. It's like, yeah, but you're relating to my problems. Yeah. Relate to my motherfucking solutions. Yeah. That's why I'm here. They're out <laughs> yeah. there. I know. I yeah. know. And you know what? It's not like it makes me, made me, makes me sound kind of mean or something like that. It is just like sometimes I get sad and depressed, not because I feel I just like have too much empathy. I want you to like, I know like if I say like I'm doing this and it makes me so sad. And you come out and you say like, I do that too. And it makes me so sad. Like, I'm going to work so I can get out of this. Right. And I want you to too. Because I don't want you to just sit there and be fucking sad. Because I know how much that sucks. Right. And I'm saying like, this is going to be a a fucking 24 day thing for me. Don't turn it into a 24 year thing, please. That's why I'm fucking here today. Let's go. Yeah. Get your pants off. You know. (laughs) Okay. So then that being said, when it comes to the solution... So, I mean, you're like, that's what you're actively working on is putting Mm -hmm. back into practice some routines, some habits, some things that are contributing to you heading the direction you want to head. 
And what are those? What does that look like? Well, so for me, you know, and I, um, with like this most recent bout of depression, it doesn't matter. Like say it's whatever your thing is. You're so like, I'm trying to get back. I'm trying to get back to a healthy place of like of regular exercise and healthy eating. Yeah. And it's not for, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. The purpose of my working out is to fall in love with working out again. And my purpose of eating healthy is to eat healthy. I don't yeah. like, I'm going to compete in the future, but that'll fucking come. Okay. Right now it's just about like, kind of like falling in love with life again yeah. in yeah. a sense. And so I've found that the best road back to that is the easiest one. In e- and I, so I shared this and I was like, here's a couple of my tips, like make your workouts easy. Okay. And I know that sounds fucking weird. Okay. Like, yes, go, if you can go in and lift 100 pounds, lift 40 pounds instead. If you can run a mile in 10 minutes, run it in 13 minutes. Do that because it's for me, it's just about getting there. And this is me. Yeah. And I was like, I'm the number one fucking amputee in North America. In yeah. CrossFit, you right. know, so like right. I'm good at this. And now I'm sitting here like, it's just about showing up. And one of the things I did share this on the internet. So this is, I guess, relevant to anybody who would like to get back into health and fitness after, for whatever reason they've been gone, but it's like getting back in easy. And I know it's counterculture because like everybody we see and follow, they're doing all these amazing things. And typically what you see for me is like, you're like, oh man, that guy goes hard as fuck all the time. Like, no, I don't. That's why I'm telling you. Yes, I do go hard as fuck, but I start by going easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, and somebody had commented on Facebook and they're like, I have a hard time. Intentionally going easy, willingly going easy because I feel like I'm not striving for my best or something like that. I was like, I get that. And it's like, this is also interesting because it's like this, when I say it's an easy workout, but if you're trying to get back into fitness and you haven't for a long time, it's fucking you up. Like getting to the gym is really fucking hard. Absolutely. So it's like, it's not easy at all. Like the only thing easy is the actual workout, but getting there is hard as fuck. And that's why you make it easy because everything is already so difficult. Yeah. Okay. I always say, if you're moving, you're winning. And I love to remind people that those yeah. years where I literally like drove around the block and drove home. And the secret, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And the, the manipulative thing about it is I know a little secret that I didn't tell people. If they start easy and they just start getting a little habit, a little yeah. routine, a little yeah. taste, the taste of that fucking sweet honey. You want, And then all of a sudden, like on day four or five, you're in the gym and you're just hitting your easy movement. But all of a sudden you're like, I want more. Yeah. And then it, like your body starts to respond. Like when you're depressed or something like that, nobody gets to choose what chemicals are coming in and out of their brain or something like that. And if we're like beating up on ourselves with like poor behaviors or poor thoughts, like we're just drowning in whatever fucking bullshit mm-hmm. makes us feel empty and dull. But if we start exercising just a little bit, our brain's like, okay, seems like this motherfucker's moving. And like things start to change yeah. chemically and Absolutely. physically inside your body. Absolutely. And you're not going to lose weight or look better or something like that. Like change happens after your first workout, mm-hmm. but it's all internal. Mm-hmm. Change doesn't happen externally for like eight to 10 weeks, like mm-hmm. real, real change. But internally things are changing right away. So, but for me, you know, last week, this is the end of my second week, getting okay. back into it. And things have been going good, but like I do feel sort of scared at night sometimes. Like, oh, I, you know, am I going to have the edge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, just do this next little task. But, anyways, I started working out on a Monday. And I think by like Thursday, Friday, I was like, mm. all right, I want to like go 
I like, I feel it. I feel the desire to try. Now all of a sudden, yeah, like I don't want to die. Like I don't want to, like I don't want to, like I want to try. And it's a natural thing. It just happened naturally. Yeah. I was like, Derek, you need to fucking try today. I was just like going about my shit easy as fuck. And I was like, ooh, I want to try. But then I fucking, I was like, hey, that'll come. We're being easy and nice right now. Yeah. And like, I just keep getting a little bit. And I think you did such a good job even today of like looking at your programming, executing your programming and moving along. And by the way, the programming that he did today was not for the faint of heart. Like you did plenty of fitness, but you know, I think that the way that you went about it was seemed very healthy to me for considering that you're two weeks in. And anyway, yeah, it's just, it's interesting because I do get the opportunity to work out with some elite athletes and just like the way that they treat themselves and so on in the different phases of their lives. Yeah. It's interesting. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't like. I was my recent thing, like the depression took the form of bulimia, but there's yours could take the form of like a family member dying Mm -hmm. or just like you fucking like stopped going and then that compounded on it. So like you stop and like by going to the gym or something like that, you just stop taking care of yourself. Yeah. For whatever reason, mentally, physically, spiritually, go easy. Yeah. Be nice to yourself. Yeah. That was like my big message. Um, So anyways, yeah, I tried like that was like, yes, I like to, I have no fear of talking about being human but the point is to like talk about those things to share solutions to share the solution yeah 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 i love that yeah i love that so then from there tell me about too stupid to quit the old too stupid to quit yeah do you mind like it's kind of like my mantra in life it's what do you want to know about it the origins it was michael teeter it was a guy what's up michael teeter michael teeter i don't even know (laughs) if he knows that he's the reason like i just um and you know what i should um at the time, CCMN. Yeah, this was a long time ago. I thought he was dumb. I thought he was really dumb. We were like young privates in the army together, you know, and I thought he was dumb. But Sorry, he was just, Michael. But he was just tough as fuck. Well, it turns out he's not dumb. Like he went on and be like, did green to gold, became an officer. Oh. He was like a really, but he just like, I don't know, from a different part of the country where they have like, I don't know, they're just not in a hurry to say stuff, you know. <laughs> oh, but you know, you know? not relatable. Yeah. yeah, right. You know, but anyway, this guy it was like the old army thing, and you know, I uh, would watch him, and he could carry just anything and go he would just never stop yeah i was like what's up with this motherfucker like how come this guy is the fucking like most dependable most resilient toughest son of a bitch in this whole fucking company and i was like this guy's too stupid to quit he's just too stupid yeah just too stupid to quit when quitting is smart quitting is smart because we want to like a lot of people like the hang-ups is quitting like that's what we do is we like fucking face the desire to quit Mm -hmm. and we push forward so that we become we quit less and we do it by way typically like or for me i've always used fitness as a way to practice not quitting and but it's like to not quit on my other dreams or on my relationships or my friendships or my business starting a business is fucking scary but guess what i've been practicing not quitting for 10 years in the gym and now i have a little bit of resilience right (laughs) right and I like I, the too stupid to quit thing. It's like, it's because quitting is smart. Because like if there's a part of your brain that's just trying to fucking keep you comfortable and happy. Yeah. But like it has, it doesn't understand what happiness is. So it thinks like a sedentary life is happiness or something like that. So it's like quitting is smart because it is like just relaxing or something like that. Yeah. Take it you got to be fucking stupid. You got to be like just too stupid to quit. And <laughs> like I'm too stupid to quit. Or yeah. if like, and like some people like they try to ask me like, how do you do what you do? I'm like, nah, I'm just fucking stupid. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't cut your leg off so don't. that you could fucking like, but actually like don't do cut your leg off. Yeah, right. It's yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Everything's going to be great. I know. Great. I give such dangerous advice because people are like, hey, should I follow my dream? Like, I don't know. I cut my leg off to follow mine, but like. 
Yeah, that's I didn't know anything journey. about it. And uh, you just fucking go with it, man. And if it doesn't work out for you and everything in your life is ruined, well, that's okay. You'll figure it out. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's I the, don't know. Let yeah. me go ahead and tell you. I'm too stupid to quit. Yeah, just fucking Take it with a grain of salt. Do what you want with that. Yeah. Okay. Don't, just don't quit. Yeah. So what's next? What's next? So I... um making the commitment to uh, go back to my athlete identity and just make another run at the games. I had to like kind of figure that out. If I yeah. wanted to do it again, I wasn't so happy with um I didn't really have much of it. We knew it going into the 2022 season, like just because of the setup and the way the adaptive divisions are like, I had no chance of making it. I really didn't. I had a chance insofar as they let me sign up and this isn't, I'm not talking shit on CrossFit to discredit them. Yes. I think they could have done a better job, but it didn't happen. And so what, like maybe it'll happen in the future. Maybe not, but I have to, commit now and that means like committing for the next year and i was like do i want to do that even if things don't change and that means do i want to face that insurmountable fucking object again because like my thing was kind of like why not and it goes back to what i like when i told those doctors when i asked them to cut my leg off the first time i was like hey i'm not saying i'm gonna be that guy but i'm saying i'm willing to try and it's the same thing like yeah i want to get there I'm an above knee amputee. It's hard for me to get there because motherfuckers have two legs, below knee amputees, whatever the fuck. But like, yeah. but if I, but why not? Maybe it's me. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's me. Somebody's like, people do like amazing shit all the time. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying like, I'm going to be that guy, but I'm willing to try. Yeah. And I really seem to want to. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not done yet. I feel like if anything, it's regret reduction. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If I fucking threw it like. We have people this, always look back in the what ifs. Yeah. Like, and like all that. You don't have to. Like, rehabbing a bicep tear so it was like kind of like a tough year and yeah our only goal was to like be able to fucking do rx level crossfit come the open and then i made it so we surpassed that and i mm-hmm. shouldn't feel like such a fucking loser because i didn't make it to madison all of a sudden yeah it was just like uh but anyways i have made the decision to dedicate my life to that and so i have wheel wad the wheel wad championships coming up in december which will be a lot of fun for me for a lot of uh reasons and then a run at. I'm hopeful uh, to make it out to that. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yep. And then a run at the 2023 games. And I, you know, and it's like, you're just like, yeah, it's like, I, of course I would like sign up because I want to compete and I want to compete because I want to win, but I want to fucking go. I want to get the experience of like being a fucking professional athlete. Yeah. Where it's like that. And it's probably, I'll probably fucking hate it. Well, and here's the, you I know hate what? like fuck fuck <laughs> games and wasting my time, huh? but I want to go there and hate it in person. Right. You know, right. and I haven't had that opportunity. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. I love that this plays directly into your too stupid to quit, you know, theme. Yeah. yeah. But also I have a ton of respect for it. I mean, you're willing to chase your dreams today and your dreams get to shift and change throughout the years and your identity has continued to change throughout the years and it just will. But as much as you're like, I want to be an elite athlete or I want to be whatever, like, I mean, I think I can probably speak for anyone who pays attention to your journey when I say that you are an elite athlete like you're already doing that so i understand you want to win and i want you to win yeah but you know don't discredit the accomplishments that you've already yeah made. go get more I, that's something but i like, gotta work on yeah. I, you know, i'm yeah. that guy it's like i won a competition a couple years ago and it was a big deal and i trained for it for like a year and it meant a lot to me and as soon as i won i just got back to my hotel and the first thing i, I just started texting my coach because we had like all right what's next like mm-hmm. and it was like and we started just talking about that like mm-hmm. really you know so it's like yeah i yeah i know i i appreciate you saying that yeah but even though you do i don't know if i'll like 
Yeah, but thank you. Yeah, well, it's just enjoying the journey. Seeing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. There are people respecting the hell out of what you do every single day. Thank you. Absolutely. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Because you work hard. And let the record be set straight that for those of you who voted on the poll today, who won? I got beat by Claire (laughs) in a in a workout today. Um, (sighs) But. We can totally cap that there. I just had but to. But not by much. I and I no. haven't really been training so hard lately. So like, well, like. Are you saying I next, have? No. Well, okay, I'm, I'm saying I'm coming next time. Okay. And we'll have a rematch. Make sure you're, you're up in it until then too. And people are like, what are you training for? I'm like, I think, well, like I'm one and zero against Derek. And I think that motherfucker is going to try it up, try to tie it up. <laughs> I can't that be can like. That could be my like, athletic I get, goal. It's like, I, and I just don't want to be this person who like loses anything ever to a guy with one leg. Cause that's just like, gross, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and so, that yeah. is where I feel like I am truly the golden retriever of yeah. the CrossFit space. <laughs> because as much as like, I want to beat me and I want to try hard and I think I can do pretty good at stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just out here having fun. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it's, so. <laughs> a, it's a nice place to have. I did that for a long time. I didn't become like so serious about it until a, uh, a chance to compete in Madison was given to me wasn't much of a What's chance, a real but, it's a real thing for yeah. you i mean it, it's a reality yeah. Yeah. yeah like i'm not kidding you like i will hate it like <laughs> they come in here and sit down and wait and like telling me what to wear yeah and things like that i will absolutely fucking hate All those it but i want to go yeah. i want to go <laughs> or i'll just be you know yeah they're like where's derek i'm like i do what i want motherfucker shut the fuck up yeah you're literally not even I'm there yeah. until you have to be <laughs> yeah. like called out on the floor yeah and then he shows up yeah. wearing who knows mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Whatever you want. The silkies. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what they call it? They the, are silkies. The silkies. Yeah. Them silkies. I would have to. I'm going to put in like a medical waiver. and be like, I can't wear those shorts. I'm like, why? It's so like, because I get too anxious if I don't have them on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to mess everything up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, All right. Well, I think that's probably good. What do you think? Is there I, anything else that you would like to touch on in podcast format oh, that you want to tell the world at this time? In podcast format. Yeah, is there anything else you want to let them know? No, this is and it's your show, and I this was a lot of fun. We went the distance on this motherfucker. Yeah. When I my first podcast, I like cranked out like forty five minutes, and I was like, wow. But then eventually, because like you know, I did a podcast for a while. Yeah. And eventually, got a knack for it and started mm-hmm. doing like three hours, but it took me a while. You already did a good job on your first show. You're good at this. I think it's you're I love humans. This. Yeah, you're good at this. So thank but, you. Um, and yeah. also thank you It'd for be being exciting. the guest. Like thank you oh. for because not only did you just have to sit here and spend this length of time with me and just pouring your heart and soul into it because mm-hmm. you've put. I mean, it's like this. I is, am profusely sweating. <laughs> you did like, say you would. When be. I have to talk about things, <laughs> I just sweat like I'm a bucket. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. he's like, I need to go do that. What I, is so it? like, so when I I'll go, get to tell. when I go see my psychologist and stuff, I'm always like embarrassed to walk out because. I hate when they walk behind me to the door. I'm like, do not look at me right now. Like, I am <laughs> not covered well. in sweat back there. <laughs> That's awesome. When you talk about my feelings, I just get sweaty. Yeah. But anyways, uh, no, this is, this no, is a I lot of fun. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. And yeah. on top of that, I mean, you also yeah. just like you helped with the setup and everything because oh, yeah. this is my very first run oh, at it. We, I appreciate we, we, you. We did it. We did the we damn did thing. It. Yeah. Cool. All, All right. right. That's a wrap. I don't have anything. I mean, should I ask the people? To subscribe? Is that what you do on a podcast? I don't know. We'll figure that out. Stay tuned and we'll let you know in episode two. (laughs) Yeah. Peace out. (laughs) Catch you later.